You are listening to 757 Bytes, where we talk about innovation and entrepreneurship in the 757 community and beyond. To learn more about the 757 CoLab network of organizations, visit 757angelsgroup.com, 757accelerate.org, 757startupstudios.org, and be sure to connect with us through our social media channels. Hello, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, Today, we are joined by Pete Tripp, founder and chief executive officer of Naughty and Foul. Welcome, Pete. (laughs) Morning, Hunter. Thank you. Before we dive in, we're going to do some speed dating. So I'm going to just rapid fire some questions so our listeners can get to know a little bit about you as a person before we start talking about you as a founder and entrepreneur. So I'm going to say a question, just the first thing that pops into your mind. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds scary. I don't know. Let's go, though. Where are you from? Uh, Greenville, North Carolina. How long have you lived in Hampton Roads? Uh, Off and on for 23 years. Your favorite food? Anything Mexican. (laughs) Anything Mexican? Yes. Where do you enjoy spending your free time? On the water. Like to travel? As much as I can. Hunt and fish much? Fish all the time. There you go. Awesome. Well, that is tremendous. Um, Pete, you are one of the 757 Startup Studios companies that just moved in to our space and assembly Norfolk. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Naughty and Foul and specifically would love to hear uh, how you came to choose that name? Okay. Uh, yeah. Back in 2020 during the, uh, you know, the COVID uh, crisis, got into fishing a lot more, kayak fishing specifically. And uh, was looking for a light for my kayak, and nobody made anything out there. So I started trying to mess with various material to make my own, going through, you know, I don't know how many of the listeners will know uh, much about kayaks, but there's holes and sit on top kayaks looking for a light that fit in there. So started messing around, talked to family, and they said, well, why don't you make it and then maybe patent it? And I was like, "Mm, that's scary. Uh, (laughs) But that kind of, I was like, okay, started looking into the price of it, found out how much it was, and was like, well, I have to raise capital. Uh, but I'm also full-time active duty Navy. So it wasn't something I could just kind of take time and do. So I started up, uh, the company Naughty and Foul spelled N-A-U-T-I dash N dash F-O-U-L. And it's a play on words, you know, nautical. And then the foul, because, uh, I'm an, I'm in the Navy, I'm a senior chief and our rank insignia is called a foul anchor. So it was a play on that. And also the foul language that sailors are also known for. So it kind of goes along with that and started off selling what I knew, developing what I knew, which was Navy chief memorabilia uh, to kind of raise capital. Um, And then once I did that, raise the capital to produce my uh, patent pending kayak light, the scupping glow. And in that process, kind of learned about tariffs and everything else. But that's kind of how it kind of transitioned. And now I'm out of the uh, Navy chief collectibles and memorabilia. And I'm strictly focused on, uh, the light, which is in mass production right now. And the, uh, I also have a clothing line that I'm, uh, selling currently. So that's kind of where we're at right now, shifting away from all that and really focused on what the, the, the passion was behind the development of this company. For those of the listeners that aren't familiar with sort of kayaking and why you need lighting and stuff like that, can can you explain kind of the problem that you're solving with this lighting system that you have? Of course. Uh, so the reason why I like a light is light attracts, uh, we'll just say fish, you know, it attracts uh, smaller uh, 
plankton, stuff like that, which will attract smaller bait fish and then bigger fish. So you'll see around docks, they'll put green lights or white lights and that'll attract fish. So that's mainly for this area. It also can be used in clearer water to illuminate below you to see, you know, aquatic mammal or aquatic uh, animals when you're at night, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And then mine really helps uh, with uh, less drag and uh, less chance of getting caught because currently right now, if you're fishing, you throw a light that's on a on a power cord over the side of your kayak and then it hangs there and you attract the fish that way. So it induces a little bit more drag and can get caught up in your fishing line. Whereas this one is going to protrude below your kayak, uh, maybe in half an inch to an inch total. You can choose how far down you let it go. So it's very low uh, drag. Also, it's super efficient, putting out over 500 lumens with less than a half amp power. So it's uh, pretty significant. And the only thing out there that was comparable somewhat was one that would screw in the top and the bottom, uh, which is great until you go to beach. You know, once you beach on concrete, that whole thing's going to get tore up or beach on a, a sand or rock. You know, you can't remove that light. And that light's not even in production or for sale anymore. But that was the only thing I found in the market. So I think that this light will really allow, you know, kayak fishermen to illuminate. You can put however many you want on your kayak that your battery source will allow and however many scuppers you have. And then you go down to the Keys or someplace, you know, clear water or even around here, Lynn Haven, with the aquaculture that's going on there is clearing up a lot. Uh, you'll be able to see down in some of the beta testing I had, people are seeing down eight, 10 uh, feet below them in the water around here, which is significant. Man, for the initial prototype, talk us through kind of how um, you were able, so you had this idea in your head. Did you do everything yourself? Walk the listeners through kind of how you went from idea in your head to actually a product that's on these kayaks. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, initially my first uh and home made in garage, I used Kydex, uh, molded into a shape to fit, and then put a, a hole in it to hold a rod and a light and tested it out. I don't know, I probably made 15, 20 different versions of it that didn't work. And I was like, this isn't something I can make at home. So started drawing it out and got prices. You know, one of the, one of the big hurdles I had to cross was trying to find uh, a company that would produce it or do the CAD design on it. I couldn't do that. I don't have the training for it. So started calling around to various companies and so I'd called, I don't know, 20, 25 different companies trying to get a design from, you know, CAD design all the way to mass production. And my quotes range anywhere from 25 to $55,000. And, you know, I'm a single income active duty seller that was not in the budget. <laughs> so I started look, thinking, I guess, inside the box in today's world and looked outside the United States. I had to get the CAD design done. So I reached out to various companies and found a local company, actually, uh, Fells Peak Innovation. That's with uh, John Fuller and Bryce Wells. They handled everything, did hold the design. We worked back and forth. Great guys. Sent that to uh, various companies and got uh, three different beta testable units. One was 3D printed, one was molded. Uh, well, two were 3D printed, one was molded. Got those in, did some various beta testing and decided on one company that I went with and sent it out to four people I knew and influencers kind of tested out, got really good feedback on them, made some minor changes and started mass production about a month ago. Throughout this process, I've also learned 
trade law. You know, I've been hit with tariffs by things coming in that you weren't aware of. And you don't find out you have a tariff on something until it's already in the United States. It's either you pay this or you have to pay to ship it back. And I'm like, okay. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I've also applied for the patent. I got the uh, design patent done. I got that done with a local attorney, uh, Cam uh, M. Dottie. So he helped me through that process. It was great. Uh, filed for the trademark myself, which I did that all myself without a lawyer because it seemed easy and uh, just got feedback yesterday or day before that the lawyer that was screening my trademark has approved it, pushed it through. So my trademark should be good. Uh, just waiting on the paperwork to be finalized. So yeah. very exciting stuff. Yeah. And where can the listeners find your product, the apparel? Um, do you have a website that they can go and purchase that product on? I do. So I have a www.nautiandfowl, no, N-A-U-T-I-N-Fowl.com. Uh, and then it's also available on my Facebook page. Same thing. If you Google Naughty and Fowl, my website will pop up. My Facebook will pop up. Going to be selling on Instagram here shortly, but I'm on Instagram. Uh, no dashes, just Naughty and Foul. Same thing on Facebook and Twitter. So I'm on all the social medias that I didn't know how to use six months ago. Uh, now I'm learning and I have a store on there. Never thought I'd be doing that. <laughs> so yeah, you can find me on all those sites and we're constantly posting updates about what's going on, little snippets of the light, really trying to get feedback. And you know what? I want to know what other people want that are in this. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people, but I'm talking to my local Tidewater kayak anglers. You know, if there's stuff out there that anybody that's listening to this podcast wants to see, then I'm all for it because, uh, you know, I'm doing this kind of on my own, getting input in from my family and stuff and other fishermen. But like I said, it's a bubble inside the Tidewater area. So I'm always game for hearing what other people have. Pete, thanks so much for joining us. Please make sure you follow Naughty and Foul on all the social media sites and check out his website to look at some of the sweet apparel that he has and to stay up to date on all of the exciting things happening in the world of Naughty and Foul. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode. 757 Collab is a collaborative vehicle focused on growing an interconnected, inclusive, and impactful entrepreneurial ecosystem. 757 Collab manages and coordinates the activities of three resources, 757 Angels, 757 Accelerate, and 757 Startup Studios. 